Grand Rising, good morning, peace, love, and hair grease. Oh, man, how about this Saturday morning, 11 a.m.? It is SFA Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina's number one independent Black-owned podcast. And we back at you again with another topic that we believe our community can benefit from. And as you know, before we even get into the topic and the discussion and all the commentary, we're going to let you know who you're talking to if you're listening to us for the first time. So, of course, this here is your brother Stokes. And I got riding with me today my partners, the co-producers, the co-hosts, and it is none other than Miss Keeks. Peace and love, family. How you doing? How you doing? How y'all doing? What's up? All right, all right, all right. In that Matthew McConaughey voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and as you heard right there, that giggle, that be our resident poet, our resident uh, artiste extraordinaire, that be Mr. Knox Liz. Hey, what happening? What's popping? What's popping, y'all? We about to get into it today. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I am. I am so looking forward to this. And I'm on, you know, Today's topic, let's just jump right in. Let's go to it. Okay, so today's topic, uh, we're calling it Adulting 101. And, you know, there are some things that as we get older, transitioning from teenage life into official adulthood, we have some milestones, some markers that we hit. But also, there are some things that some of us, may not have accurate knowledge about when it comes to being an adult. There are some things that we didn't even know were necessary to be aware of when it comes to being an adult. And the reason why this topic is here, and just a little backstory so everybody's on the same page, I recently uh, had to go to a uh, Target to purchase, you know, just some little small household items. And there happened to be some things that were on sale. And then I knew I needed some coffee. And I have my favorite brand of coffee that I like to buy. And so, I, you know, I had to shoot by the grocery store. But when I got in the grocery store, I saw, hey, the coffee was on sale. And I thought to myself, wow, great sale price. I needed that. But then I happened to look at the regular price that, it was, uh, that was on the shelf. And then I realized, wait a minute. The coffee is normally a lower price without the sale. So is this really a sale? And so being an adult, you got to know, are you really saving money on a sale? Do you really know how to work the percentages to see if you really are saving? Do you keep that stuff in your mind? And it brought us as a, as a unit together to say, hey, there are many other items that we got to deal with in our adult life that a lot of people probably just don't know. They probably don't have any knowledge of. They probably don't have any awareness of. So we're just going to discuss a few things, and we're going to call this today our class of adulting 101. So first thing out the box, you know, let's deal with just some of the things that we probably don't even give our mind to. Now, remember, we're in, we are adults now. 
but there may be somebody listening who just got their first apartment, just moved out of their parents' house. They might be uh, inside their first year at college and they're in the dorms and they got to figure out how to work a grocery list or something like that. They may need to learn how to wash clothes for the first time. So we're just going to hit some items and everybody's going to chime in to see how we go. And then we're going to hit some uh, specific to- uh, specific uh, sections of this topic. So the first thing out the box and everybody, we, we all answer this uh, as we feel, do we know how to wash clothes? Like, do we really know how to wash clothes? Do you know how to measure out the proper amount of laundry detergent for your loads? Do you know what a load of laundry is? Do you know what a actual load of laundry is supposed to look like? So uh, let's say uh, Mr. Knox list, you want to go ahead and answer that for yourself and then offer some other stuff that you might uh, have? Um, <clears throat> I would say as far as how I would wash uh, my clothes, uh, you put the darks, you know what I'm saying? You, you you clump those together. Then you put your whites, all of those together. Then you put your colors, you know what I'm saying? Well, your lights, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. You want to put your jeans together. It seems like a lot, but listen, it's all in the preparation because the execution is so sweet. And then you put your towels with together. You put your sheets together. And then you just run your loads. You run your loads and you fold after each load and you put them up. Boom, straight like that simple and um i just feel like uh adulting um hmm, hmm. I, just, I just feel like I, I was just sitting over here writing notes just about adulting and what i feel like it is and just one of them is just you know just really stepping to the plate of responsibility and accepting it and not running away from it i think that's the biggest thing for me it's just um, not being afraid to take the steering wheel of your life and steer it the way you want it to go because you're always – you're used to being led or you're used to being pointed in what direction, but now you have the choice. And it is a lot, and it can be overwhelming, but just step into that plate and, and not run away from it because at the end of the day, everything that you want is within you, not outside of you. So, yeah. Yeah, that is that – is, that, that's some good – that's some good advice, man. Thank you for – uh, pumping that out right there at the top of the show. Uh, Miss Keeks. Yes, sir. Uh, you don't have to give specifically how you do your laundry because you know some things can stay unmentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, is, is is there a certain way you like to do your laundry? I would say my format is pretty much the same as Kaylin's. And it's funny because when you were asking the question, the first question I believe you asked was, do you know how to wash? You said, do you know how to do your laundry? Then I think the next question was, do you know to separate? And I was like, yep, mm-hmm, I know how to do my laundry. I'm feeling confident. Yes, I got it. You said, do you know how to properly measure the detergent? And that's when I was like, I probably, I, I know I have that part down pat because I'm the person where I like to see lots of bubbles. not gonna lie I love my clothes to smell like the dish not the dish the washing detergent and the fabric softener so I use a lot of stuff and I know you're probably not I know you're not supposed to do that so you know I'm just being honest so 
Yeah. Well, don't I, feel bad. Go go I, ahead. I, uh, I totally overlooked the detergent piece uh measuring. Uh yeah. So um you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh it's a measuring thing inside my whole thing. You know, it's normal, then it's max. You know, if I feel like it's a normal load, it's normal. If I feel like it's a max load, it's max. If I feel like, you know, a normal load is max day, you know, need a little bit more love and dubbing, I do that. But I do say baby did put me on to putting the fabric softener in the detergent. Now I understand you're not supposed to do that, but listen, it listen after you take your clothes out the dryer, that junk smell it, just smell it, just smell it. That junk smells so good. Oh my goodness! Even if you put it away, it still smells good. Yeah. I guarantee you. Well, I'm very much a brand loyalist, I, I, um, and coming up over the years coming out of my parents' household, coming out of my mother's household, we only use game. So I pretty much was a game detergent user, uh, dry detergent when it used to be dry detergent. And I remember when they came out with the scoop, the, the, the pre-measured scoop was to, was to uh, indicate one full load or like you said, uh, list. It also had lines on it that you could pre-measure for a normal load to a max load. And then I was taught that a maximum load of laundry is probably three to four days worth of clothes if you separate them correctly. Um, I was also taught that if you're going to wash colors that uh, are very, very dark, like blue jeans or navy blue, black, uh, deep purples, very uh, crimson reds. You want to wash those in cold water so they don't bleed. Uh, but again, over the years, clothing and the manufacturing of clothing, the creation of clothing has come to a point where you could probably wash dark, dark colors in warm water and they won't uh, bleed. That was the terminology that was used. They won't bleed on you. But... Um, yeah, uh, me being single, I now use and I also have what is called a energy efficient washing machine and dryer. So I am now a Tide user because Tide makes the type of detergent where in the pre-measured cup, you don't have to use so much detergent. And as you guys say, it come out, clothes come out smelling like, you know, the detergent, I throw it in the dryer or I hang up to dry certain uh, items. Um, there used to be back in the day a, 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 a product called Woolite. A lot of people don't use it anymore, but it's still on the market. But Woolite was a detergent that you that was made for you when you needed to hand wash something in the sink because it was very delicate. A blouse, a silk blouse, maybe. Uh, 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 cashmere, jersey, yeah, something that you really needed to take very good care of. So yeah, that that that's uh, that's laundry. I mean, you know, but then we also got other items when it comes to um being an adult. And one of the other items that I wanted to touch on real quick, just to give a, a broad overview, is the changing of a car tire. Now, as an adult, whether male or female, and this is in the area of auto 
repair, auto or car maintenance, let's say it like that. Just your basic car maintenance. Uh, almost everybody that is an adult that lives on their own know where gas goes. They know how to open up the gas tank. They know how to take the cap off. They know how to go to the pump, pump the gas inside the car. It is surprising to know that even until this day, a lot of people still don't know how to put oil in a car. Still don't know how to put transmission fluid in a car. Don't know how to check their windshield wiper level fluids. Don't know that they could buy that fluid on their own at a local uh, auto parts store and fill up the reservoir on their own. Most people don't even know if they have a car that's equipped with power steering and they need power steering fluid and that that can burn out. It can go, you know, it can it can burn off like oil. So we encapsulate those little items in the broad overview of can you change a car tire? So can you change a car tire actually represents do you know anything about car maintenance? So again, I go back to you, Miss Keeks. Can you change a car tire? Mm. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> what, what, you know, I had this issue before and I feel like it's sort of for me because it depends on the kind of jack that I have. Okay. Okay. Mr. Noctis? Yeah. Or do you want to elaborate on that, Miss Keats? I know. Well, I was just saying that because I know with my car, because I have an old car, the kind of jack that I have is like this really long pole where if you go to a car shop or even Walmart or maybe Home Depot, they have these jacks now that are very, let's just say modern, you know, the one I mm -hmm. have is very out, outdated. Ah, and are you, and, and simple question, are you intimidated to use it or are you like, I'm going to make sure my tires are so good I never have to use it? Oh, I'm going to make sure my tires are so good I never have to use it, <laughs> at least especially from the last experience I had. And did you find yourself fighting with the jack or you just like, oh, my God, this is something I've never seen before? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was looking at it, I was like, OK, you know, it can't be bad to change a tire. You know, I was going to use the light on my phone. It, you know, I was very optimistic about it. But when I seen the the jack or whatever that thing is in the <laughs> back of my car, I was like, OK, this is not what I thought this was going to be. Okay, I need to call someone because I don't even know where this goes. I don't even know how to use this. Mm. So I had to call roadside assistance, um, but I actually was able to get in contact with my best friend and they were able to come and help me. Oh, okay. Okay. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And Mr. Noxless? Yeah, I've like Keeks have you know you just run into an issue where you got to change a tire. So like I I feel like I can change a tire now. When it comes to like changing the oil, I can check oil. I know how to do that, and I can teach everyone that. So you just find your oil stick, you pull it out first, you wipe it off with a paper towel, then you make sure it's clean. Look at it. Then it should be an X or some lines there, and that just basically shows going to show your oil level. So then you put the stick back down, you kind of twist it in, let it sit there for a little hot minute, second, not minute. Then you pull it back up, 
Do you look where your oil at? You can see if you got a lot of oil, little oil, no oil. You know, you can see where you at. And then, you know, you wipe it off, test it again, and, you know, see your true levels. But, uh, yeah, so I know how to do that. I know how to check oil. Um, I believe I know how to do the washer fluid. Like, a lot of stuff, honestly, you just got to pay attention and, like, just really, like, look at stuff and read. Because, especially with cars, a lot of stuff is, like, it's not instructions, but it's, like, stuff that, like, indicates, like, hey, I'm over here. Pay attention to this. So, like, you just kind of got to, I don't know, just trust your intuition. That's what I do, honestly. I, I just trust my intuition. And if I get frustrated, well, you know, we got Google, we got your phone. Hey, that's what I was going to say. Because I feel like with cars today, especially the newer cars, everything is so, it's made with cheaper material. And I want to make this suggestion to anyone. Use YouTube. I promise y'all, I have saved myself some money by going on YouTube and searching for maintenance things on YouTube. Like, I've learned how to change both filters on my car. Oh, wow. They they just be trying to, you know. Text. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, yeah, I, mm -mm, no. And it's real simple. So YouTube. YouTube University. That's all right. That's all right. Go ahead, uh, Noctilus. Oh, I didn't have none. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that's that that that's real nice. I again, growing up, being the older of the three, I went the opposite route. My father, my uncles, they all were very well mechanically inclined. Of course, that was during a time late seventies, uh, late sixties, early seventies all the way through to today, it was necessary. When those cars were made, they were made with, with what, what were known as barrel carburetor. There was not fuel injection. Uh, you had to know how to change a tire. You had to carry a spare tire. You had to know how to change your oil. You had to know exactly how many quarts of oil were supposed to be inside your engine. You had to be able to change spark plugs uh, do a tune-up on your own, be able to set the timing of the engine correctly on your own. And my father can do all of that. My uncles can do all of that. And I grew up like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to get greasy and dirty. I'm not trying to be up underneath no car. You know, I just didn't want to do it. I knew it was in, in me that I didn't want to do it. But as I became an adult and got off on my own, I found out, okay, I didn't have to know how to do all of it. I don't know how to change brakes. I don't know how to do a tune-up. I don't know how to drop a transmission and change it out. I don't know how to, you know, strip an engine down and rebuild it. I don't know how to do none of that stuff. But I do know how to change oil. I do know how to change a tire. I do know how uh, I can change the bulbs out of a headlight, um, tail light. I can do the filters and, you know, I can uh, check my spark plugs uh, because you can check for your distributor cap. Even in the new cars, there, like you said, through YouTube, there you can, you can find out if your fuses are good or not. You can find out if you're, if the certain computer chips that are necessary to run certain parts of your vehicle are, are correct. And you could probably come out cheaper than going to a mechanic shop doing that. So there are certain things that you can do on a car by yourself. 
that can be called regular maintenance. And then there are some things that you really are going to have to search out and approve a, a mechanic. And then that becomes a part of adulting too, because once you can find a mechanic that you can trust, that you believe is not charging you uh, an excessive amount of money, you might want to try to stick with that mechanic because nine times out of 10, the mechanic will also become your friend to show you how to do certain things on your own to save yourself even more money. So yeah, I was just about to say build relationship. Amen. Because I think that's that's a perfect thing to do, especially with a car mechanic. Especially yes. if you're not if you're not inclined, yes. find you a good one. I feel like it's the same thing, like a barber shop. Like I feel like anything that like is getting maintenance is personal to you. I feel like it's good to have a relationship with the person that's actually servicing it. Because, like Brother Stokes said, they, they look out for you. They give you certain tips. They give you certain things to do at home, you know, when they may not be available. You may not be able to get to them in time. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's networking in a whole different uh, way, but it's so dope. Uh, relationship building with, with those people. Along, along the way, while you were dope, that's at banks, while you setting up bank accounts. That's why you signed up for these credit cards. Talk to these people, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Talk to these people. Really get some in-depth information. Ask questions, too. That's something that I am getting better. That's something that I am developing as well. Asking more questions to get more answers, to get more information. Because you just got to be more informed. Per our last episode, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash SFA Charlotte to visit. And, um, yeah, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that, that's that is true. That's awesome, man. Because and then also, you know, not to harp on on this section, but in that sense of being able to get more information, ask more questions. Uh, when it comes to uh, regular maintenance of an automobile, or maybe even some of your items throughout your home that you might want to, you know, try to fix yourself or repair yourself, it's great to build a relationship with the people that own uh, these chain um, supply houses, like an AutoZone, Pep Boys, or, you know, even try to build a relationship with the, with, the, with the geek squad at your local Best Buy, if Best Buy is still around. Um, mm -hmm. they, but, you know, and, and in the same way with your iPhone, those that have Apple products, you know, hey, go down to your, go down to the local Apple store, find out who the people are working at the Apple store, ask a lot of questions about the phone, your updates, your certain parts, what's going on, and you, you'll be able, like uh, Keeks and and Knox List are saying, you, you, you'll be able to build that type of relationship where you might even be able to find out about certain deals before other people know about them. And you'll be able to save yourself a little money on some on some other items. So we, you know, again, we're talking about these little mundane, mundane activities that go along with, with adulting. And one thing we discussed inside our, our production meeting earlier in the week was we talked about oversleeping the alarm. As an adult, you have to take responsibility for your life, especially if you're a nine to five worker, you have to set that alarm. You have to set that alarm and that alarm has to be set for the proper time for you to wake up so that you'll be able to take your morning shower, 
be able to get your clothes together if you want to iron them in the morning, if you didn't the night before, get you a breakfast. You might want to go out and exercise in the morning before going to work. You know, you, you got to factor in your, your travel time to the job. So if you choose to oversleep, because it is a choice, if you choose to oversleep the alarm, ignore the alarm, you're going to put yourself in some trouble. And what we realize by speaking about oversleeping or ignoring the morning alarm clock is the, the main function of adulting is discipline. Like we really have to understand that being an adult is about being disciplined. And that's something that I don't think we talk a lot about. And I'm not going to say we don't talk a lot about it in our community, inside the black community. But I think it's something that we really don't give a lot of attention to. So, uh, Brother Noxilis, I know you had spoke on it a little bit during the production meeting. You want to try to uh, uh, repeat some of that that you had said, if you can remember? Um. I'm just going to go off the cuff and, you know, hopefully we can wrap back around. But just uh, how important being disciplined is just to adulting and just taking responsibility of your life. Like I felt like I was talking a little bit about it earlier. Just uh, stepping to the plate and taking the reins of your life and being able to direct it in the way you want. Uh, like, and honestly, like just it's it's. What I've come to learn in these 26 years of life is, especially in the adulting phase, is not even necessarily about just knowing everything or being well-informed or having all the information. It's really about having the confidence and the courage to really just stand up and just face it, whatever it is coming in this here adulting life thing. Um, and I feel like having, building that discipline, building discipline to have the courage to stand up in those uncomfortable situations and having the confidence to step out on a whim and do something that you love, even though people may not support it. Like, I think building the discipline in those areas really, really gives you a leg up on life and gives you a leg up on adulting because the swings and the hits are not going to stop coming. But when you gain the courage and the confidence to take it on the chin and keep rolling and, like, even miss some, like, you start to enjoy, I don't know, you just begin to enjoy life a little bit more than you already are. Or you get to experience life at a different capacity. Let me say that. Yeah. You get to experience life at a different capacity doing that. So, and this has got dog Devon speaking through me to me. So, I'm taking in everything I'm saying as well. So, that. That was a lot even for me. So that's it. I'm done. No, that was good. That was good. Miss Keeks, you have anything to add as far as discipline goes? Man, uh, what would I add about discipline? Just don't give up on yourself. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not easy. You know, especially if it's not something that you have grew up with or in experiencing and in having, you know, but just because you can have that growing up doesn't mean you can't learn it. It's continuous. It's um, 
it's challenging for sure, for sure. And it's very, 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 very uncomfortable. But if it makes you feel any better, you know, you can have your temper tantrums all by yourself. Trust me, I do it all the time. You know, it helps a little bit, but just try to find other ways to, you know, relieve yourself if necessary. But I just wanted to encourage anyone and everyone because I feel like I know that that's something that I struggle with. And mm. I know it be it it's 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 tough. It's very it can be very, very tough. Yeah, that is true. And you know, again, and it doesn't stop. Right. The, yeah. need, the need for discipline is lifelong. Yes, I am the older of the three, and being on my own since I was 18, 19, uh, 19 officially, I was on my own out of my parents' house, paying for myself. Like if I didn't have any money in my pocket after two weeks, I, there was nobody I could call. There was nobody. I grew up at a time where if I called my parents, at certain points of the month to say, hey, I'm out of money. Can I borrow? Uh, can you send? Can you give? I would get a laugh. <laughs> we out too. <laughs> so um, my level of discipline, and, and by no means am I, am I trying to make a statement that I have a large amount of discipline or I've been disciplined that I am so successful in everything I do. No, I still need to learn discipline and be even more disciplined in certain areas of my life. But what I can add to it to encourage those that are listening, um, no matter what your age is, you got goals. And if you got goals, you got to be disciplined. You got you, you, you to gotta stay on course. You can't deviate away from the goal. I mean, yes, it's okay to breathe. It's okay to to go on vacation. It's okay to to go out on that Saturday night or celebrate, you know, impromptu or be spontaneous. There's nothing wrong with those things. But you've got to always remember you're the adult. Your bank account, your financial life, your uh, personal life, your business life, your educational life is your responsibility. You can't turn to anyone else and go, hey, why did you let this fall apart? No, you're the adult. You're the one that allowed it to fall apart. Um, so just remember, it, it, it's, it's necessary to be disciplined. Very very necessary when you're an adult. And another thing that is very necessary when you're an adult, and we really do not talk about this a lot. Like it, it's becoming more and more spoken about. It's becoming more and more uh, highlighted. But as a community, we are not talking about insurance like we should be. And there are many different types of insurance that a lot of us probably don't even know about, probably are not even aware of. 
And Miss Keeks, you had some information or you had uh, some some items that you wanted to highlight when it came to when it comes to just being an adult and dealing with the the topic of insurance. Go ahead and uh, give us some of that information. All righty. So um, I know typically when it comes to terminology, I look up the dictionary definition, but I didn't do that for this. Uh, maybe it's my impatience. Maybe it's my frustration with this whole thing. But I define insurance as monetary coverage for a quote, just in case, end quote. Pretty much insurance is coverage for your items, your possessions, for situations that can happen. This can be accidents, this can be injuries, this can be devastations, all kinds of things. I pretty much just wanted to list some of the some of the different types of insurances that I think are important to have. And then of course, Knox List, Brother Stokes, if y'all feel free. Y'all feel free to chime in any others that y'all think are also important. But so the ones that I have in my list are car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, dental, vision, residential. I'm going to break that down a little bit more in life insurance. Now, this this it's a lot. You know, one of the things I will say is that there's insurance for everything literally everything you have insurance you have flight insurance you have insurance for your phone everything can have insurance so i feel like when it comes to insurance it's really about picking and choosing what insurance you feel is necessary now this list can be something that can be interchangeable it can vary for person to person but i know for me these were the things that were the first things that i were introduced to and me becoming an adult. Now, car insurance, you know, we all see the State Farm commercials, the Progressive commercials, and Geico commercials, all that fun stuff. There's all different kinds of car insurance that you can have. Um, I feel like car insurance is one of those things that the type of courage, the type of coverage that you have is going to vary person to person, but I do feel like it's required by most states. When you register your vehicle with the state, most states are going to require you to provide some type of car insurance. So you go through, you get your quotes, you know, you can do these online, Geico, State Farm. Um, there are so many other car insurances. Those are just some of the big heads or the big corporations. But you get your quote and they'll pretty much tell you how much you'll be paying monthly or however, however you choose to pay for your policy. If you choose to pay it out in whole or whatever you choose to do. And you can compare your quotes. That's definitely something that I did. You know, you get a quote from this place, get a quote from another place, get a quote from another place, compare the rates, choose which one you like, whatever. One of the things I can say that helps you in saving money when it comes to car insurance is bundling your packages. So let's say if you have car insurance through Geico, but you also have renter's insurance because you're apartment complex requires you to have renter's insurance. So you see Geico also offers renter's insurance. Hey, I'm going to bundle those. That can help you save money. Another thing that can help you save money when it comes to car insurance is declaring that you're a homeowner. Um, yeah, very fun fact. Hmm. And then the other thing I would like to add about 
saving money when it comes to car insurance is being added onto a pre-existing policy. So let's say if you're a new driver and your parents already have car insurance, as I'm pretty sure they do, they should. Um, when you're a new driver and you don't have car insurance and you go get that quote for your car insurance, they are going to charge you a lot of freaking money. I'm talking hundreds of dollars. Just because you're a new driver, you know, they figure that you're accident prone, you know, all that stuff. So it saves you money when you get on your parents' policy because they pretty much have good credit with the car insurance corporations and they pretty much see them okay. They don't get into accidents too often. You know, we can trust them as drivers. And then you being on their policy, I guess, I don't know, they trust that you're in your good graces. I don't know, something like that. But that type of stuff does help you save money when it comes to car insurance. Now, I'm going to go ahead and move forward and talk a little bit about health insurance. Health insurance, you can get health insurance through your job. Some jobs may offer health insurance, but if not, you can always apply through the marketplace. If you want to go through the marketplace, there's also other options, you know, looking online, but those are just two that I provided. Um, when it comes to health insurance, of course, your coverage is going to vary person to person, but this is something that you want to have because whenever it comes to your health or your body, you always want to make sure that you're okay. You know, you want to be able to get your physicals, your checkups, your just in case, you know, you might need to go to the emergency room. You might need to get a medication. You just never know. So it's always good to have health insurance to cover you for certain situations and that also saves you money because if you're not if you don't have insurance and you try to get seen they're going to charge you a bunch of money and that really sucks but we live in the U.S. of A but I digress um, <laughs> the next insurance policy or the next type of insurance we're going to talk about is life insurance life insurance is just very good to have because that pretty much covers you for your death you know when you pass away the things that you earned your possessions and pretty much those things you know passing those things along to your relatives or whomever you choose um it's always good to be able to pass those things along because I feel like it's always good to be able to make those decisions yourself rather than allowing the government to make those decisions, those types mm. of decisions for you. Because if you don't take, take the time to look into these policies and invest in them and things like that, then the government definitely makes those choices. And, you know, we know that they're not always giving. So, yeah. Next, we have dental and vision. I'm just going to pump those together because they're very important when it comes to your health. Again, you know, when it comes to your dental health, um, you want to be able to go get your mouth checked and get your, your what are those called? Your um, pearly whites. Yeah, but your, your, your teeth cleanings. There we go. Oh, them too. It's like the physicals of your teeth. <laughs> But you want to be able to get those kinds of things checked. Just keeping your, again, keeping your health, keeping yourself in good health and good condition. Your vision, insurance, if you need glasses, please wear your glasses. If this is all a part of your health, take care of yourself. 
Next, we have residential insurance. I added this one just in case if you are a, well, I'm not going to say that. I would say residential insurance pretty much covers, covers your possessions if anything happens to your home and co- making sure everything is protected. And yeah, I hit everything. Yes. That was a very long <laughs> list. Okay. Ooh, Lord. Man. <laughs> yeah, it is a long list when you are an adult. There are there are other things that and and what I thought about listening to you go over all of this and knowing that I have a lot of this, particularly by way of the nine to five that I have. Um I do have life insurance. I do have health. I have um, dental, vision. I also have um, car insurance. Um, But what it made me think about, and this is something that as an adult, we have to consider, this is where the desire to make more money comes from. Mm -hmm. It could come from because the more money that you have coming into your household, this is where you get the term income coming in. The more you have that's coming in is the more you are able as an adult to provide these different types of necessities because they really are necessities. Let's let's not look at them as as options. You it's a necessity. Health insurance is a necessity. Uh, vision and dental a necessity. Life insurance a necessity. And then also I'm going to say this, and then uh, if you have something to add, not switch, you can. Um, to go hand in hand with life insurance, we need, and and I would say. Now, I'm not going to say this is this is truth, but my recommendation is if you are a person that is 35 years old or older, you should seriously have life insurance in place and a will in place. And the reason why you should have a will in place is because exactly what you said, Mr. Pete. If you own property, if you have businesses, if you have um, if you have uh, one of your grandmother's heirlooms and you've been holding on to it, if you don't instruct according to the laws of the land that those items are distributed according to your wishes upon your death, the state, the federal government will come in and will grab hold of those items and sell them off to benefit the state, not your family, not your extended family, not your community. So if you, and, and I'm speaking specifically to American black people, if you don't have a will and you're above the age of 35, If you don't have life insurance and you're above the age of 35, please set an appointment with a lawyer. Please set an appointment with a lawyer and then begin to investigate 
what type of life insurance you can truly afford. Man. Listen, I don't I don't have much else to add to insurance. Uh they said it all. If you didn't listen, <laughs> just run it back cuz I know I will. Um yeah, so I was just a student here, really just learning. But I don't have anything else to add to insurance. I have some cuz I have a job. And I honestly I think about um just like even even entrepreneurs like they you know have medical bills and stuff as well. It's like I wonder if they should create some type of insurance for themselves or something. Huh. I do have a friend that is an entrepreneur, and he has it factored in when he makes a sale. Every time he makes a sale, ten percent of his sale is set to the side in a separate account, and that account is designated for his him and his family's health insurance, his life insurance policy, as well as um, it's something else he puts that that money go. And, you know, he's a good salesman. He, he has a good product that he provides to the community. So he's, you know, he's, he's able to keep it in place and keep it moving and flowing. But yes, you're right, uh, Brother Knox List. Those entrepreneurs that are very much forward thinking, very much aware that they are their only resource. They uh, they have it in place. So yeah, man, I, I'm yeah. Having insurance is very much important. And again, you know, if you're above the age of 35 in the black community, you really should be looking into getting some insurance, personal life insurance as well as going to see a lawyer and getting yourself a will because you really don't want to be or leave that type of burden on your family, especially if you've amassed or accumulated anything that's worth uh, leaving to them that are behind you. Now, another part about being an adult is sometimes you have to deal with certain items and, you know, you get the advantage of being able to see your parents do it or your grandparents do it or maybe even an older sibling do it. But there are some people in our life, they uh, some people in our community, rather, they didn't get that opportunity. They just got straight dumped into adulthood. They either got kicked out of the house and didn't know how they were going to do it or they might have had a family tragedy and. Now they find themselves sitting by themselves and they don't know how to deal with it. And uh, Miss Keeks, you were really in our production meeting, you, you were really passionate about wanting to champion those people's uh, situations. So you want to go ahead and bring that back for us? Yeah, pretty much. I was just saying, you know, it's awesome when it's a blessing when you're able to have what I would call a smooth transition into adulthood. Pretty much in being able to be prepared for all the responsibilities that comes with adulthood. You know, I know we just kind of discussed like some of the monetary stuff and um, some of the day-to-day activities, but really like cooking for yourself and cleaning Mm. after yourself and, you know, taking care of your financial responsibilities and taking care of yourself just as not just 
in a physical sense, but in a mental aspect as well. But doing that continuously, you know, I just feel like sometimes when you don't and not having a smooth transition, that can be so overwhelming for a person. And it can be overbearing. You go from being a kid, you know, and being a kid, you have minimal responsibilities. <laughs> and sometimes that varies because some kids have responsibilities, you know. You may have your mm. chores or some kids have some adult responsibilities, but don't get me started. <laughs> and being a kid, you're not thinking about car insurance policies and life insurance policies and you're not thinking about oh what am I gonna get for dinner for tomorrow you're not thinking about those things because you don't have to worry about those kinds of things so when you go from being in that state to being in a place to where oh I'm hungry well I gotta feed myself now or I want to feed myself but I need money to feed myself and you know I'm not getting it from my parents anymore. I got to go find a way to get it now. And I just want to, I say all this to say that as parents, I just want to encourage parents to not rush their kids into being adults. Even though kids be trying to rush into being adults anyways, we've all been there. I've been there. I know, you know, and being so ready to grow up and being an adult. Don't rush it because, you know, it's so much that we as adults have to deal with and maintain and be open with them, you know, really show them how these things are done or how to do these things. You know, when it comes to paying the bills, okay, well, how can I budget my money for the month if I get paid if I yeah if I get paid every two weeks to where I can pay this bill and pay this bill and still have enough to pay for groceries and pay for gas in my car if I'm if I have a vehicle and so on and so forth and also to not be so quick to push your kids out because you know sometimes that's how kids become homeless. That's how kids get into legal troubles and legal activities because, you know, they didn't know that they had different options to explore when it comes to trying to get money. Just be, You know, and I, I'm not making excuses for anyone. I'm just saying, you know, in having these this type of preparation, it can help a lot of our youth because I feel like sometimes kids can be forced or rushed to grow up so soon and you know and being 18 that doesn't make you an adult my mama say that at least she said "Uh, -uh just because you're 18 you ain't grown you still got the teen on there <laughs> you're still a teenager so she wasn't going for that so I definitely have some you know adopted that mentality because you know you're still you're you just you out of high school come on now yeah Still figuring it out. Still figuring yourself out. Right. So let's not dump our children into adulthood, our youth. Let's not dump our youth into adulthood. Whether you're a parent or not, you know, a big cousin, older sibling, auntie, uncle, whoever. 
let's not dump our children into adulthood. And that is got to be a scary scenario for anybody who has gone through it and and they're they're listening to this episode now and they're reminiscing about that very first day they were like oh my god how am i going to eat today i only got you know four dollars in my pocket and i don't get paid for another week mm-hmm. you know and it, it really is. And I'm just talking about eating. I mean, you know, like you said, you got people that are wondering how they're going to wash, how they're going to keep, you know, clothes on them. Uh, they're dreading the, the change of season. They might not have, you know, we make jokes about it to this day about, you know, especially with young black men. Uh, some young black and and the joke I'm referring to is some young black men are very great at sex because they have to be great at sex because they need they need a place to sleep they need a place to shower they need a place to get themselves together like you said they're 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 dealing with something that society doesn't give them the opportunity to say, hey, man, I need help here. You know, they might get laughed at. They might get tossed out. They might get ridiculed. And again, the same for our young Black women as well. You know, I don't want to make it a gender issue. I just want to say that it's a it's a common joke. And you really made me think about the fact that, you know, there are certain people at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, who are not capable of taking care of themselves. They really are not capable mm-hmm. of taking care of themselves and they're scared. They're, 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 you know, they're dealing with how do I, you know, I can't, I can't go to certain places. I'll get taken advantage of, or they get into a certain situation and they end up, and they end up getting taken advantage of. So yeah, you know, don't 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 push the babies out the nest no faster than than they need to. Hey man, I had a thought I wanted to add, but it's it's going around the block right now. Uh oh. Well, if you come back and sit on the porch, share it with us. Gotcha. Let's come. Gotcha. And you know, speaking of not kicking our kids out of the nest before time, you know. Another part about being an adult is sometimes we can we can get bogged down in the serious nature of being an adult. Like it it is a serious thing. It's a serious thing to have to take care of all these responsibilities throughout the day because you're the only one that has to take care of them. You might be single. You you know, you might not have a partner. You might not have somebody that can share the load with you right now. But then there's also another aspect about being an adult and that is hey have some fun. You're an adult. You can have fun. You can, you know, there's some things that you can do. So, Brother Knox List, uh, you want to go ahead and uh, expound on that point real quick? Yeah, I just I just want us like to understand, like, yeah, we growing up, but we're not growing out. Like, like, I feel like when you when we talk about discipline and responsibility, yeah, you kind of get into the weeds of it. Yeah, it kind of feels like heavy. But at the same time, like, 
I feel like when you're an adult, you should be able to be the biggest kid. You can pay for the stuff that you want to do when you want to do it. If you have uh, transportation, or at least if you have money to get transportation, you have access. Like, I feel like when you're a kid, you have to play with what you had. Like, you had to, you know, make, make something out of nothing sometimes. But when you grow up, I think it's the thing of not letting that inner child, not letting that inner kid die. Like, continue to play. Continue to have fun. If you like playing video games, man, stay up on the video games. If If you love I don't know, soccer or if you loved techie stuff, I don't know whatever it is that you, you fueled you as a child. If you love just to go outside and just to look at the grass, like do that. Because at the end of the day, that inner child and that inner fire inside you is what keeps you motivated, what keeps you growing, what keeps you inspired. And at the end of the day, what keeps you centered and, and at peace within yourself. So when you have fun it, it's, it stimulates that creativity. It stimulates that productivity at the end of the day as well. And another thing amongst keep having fun is celebrating yourself, man. Like, I think when we were children, like, we always had something to celebrate or we always wanted to show something or we always were happy about something. And as we grow up, I feel like we lose that because of all the heaviness and the minutia. But it's just like, yo... Still celebrate those things. Still make a spectacle about things. So at the end of the day, I keep saying that at the end of the day. Let me stop saying that. And most of all and all that stuff, I apologize. I'm over here listening to myself. But just having fun and really letting your inner child and really letting yourself be happy. That's something I've recognized just about me recently. I don't give myself the license to be happy. Because I know I need to be doing this. I know I need to be doing that. Like, okay, yes, you could be doing these things. Yes, you could be very productive at this very moment. Or you could just choose to be happy, bro, and kick it for a little bit. And then happily move into that productivity because you kicked it. Or happily move into it because you just chose to be happy. So, yeah, just uh, choose it to be happy, man. And... Yeah, that's really it. That's just all I have. Uh, did y'all want to add on or have any thoughts or anything come to you? My thought came back to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boom. So, in talking about not forcing, not dumping our youth into a, not dumping our youth into adulthood, I was going to add, just because you struggled, that doesn't mean that anyone else has to. Come on. Come on. I feel like sometimes people will be like, oh, well, I got it out the mud. And when I was growing up, we had it like this and we had to do this and we had to do that. You know, and in having those experiences, it's almost like you want someone else to have a similar hardship, if not worse than what you went through. Like, why do you why? Why is that? And not saying that that's what people want, but just saying, you know, like, why can't we be like, okay? Well, in me having this experience, I learned this. So in me finding out that you're going to be having a similar experience, let me teach you about some of the things that I learned that helped me along the way. And not being so secretive with information. And I feel like a a, a lot of that, is we can just go on what you talk about because we can get back to getting happy and being in a child. I feel like it's easy because that's just, you know, being happy. But going back to what you were saying, like, I feel like 
Dang it, frick. No, it's gonna come back. It's not gonna leave me that soon. Man, it left. All right, never mind. We can keep going. Well, no, I, I, one of the things that I like what you said, Keeks, is that just because I may have struggled because I grew up at a time when I didn't have access or I didn't oh. have mobility, doesn't mean that my children, my nieces and nephews, my little cousins, because they are in a time now where they have access. Like I shouldn't want to make them feel guilty about having access or restrict their ability to have the access just so they can feel my struggle. Like, no, like that is not a way to build familial ties. So go ahead, uh, Brother Nautilus. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was was going to talk about, actually, (laughs) and it came back because, like, because I feel like people pass that struggle on because they're not healed over the process hurt or they're not healed over what the process taught them, but they still holding on to that hurt. Like, let that hurt go, yo. You learned a lesson, hopefully, because you've come out on the other side, but because you still let, like, man, that process hurt, man, that junk suck, man, that junk suck. If someone come, yo, I need some help. No, man, if I had to go through it and no one helped me, I ain't helping you. So go ahead, do your thing. It's just like, dang, bro. It's, it's, it's honestly, I don't, and this is my opinion, but I feel like it's nothing to the other person. It's strictly like they're not over, they're still holding on to that hurt that the process taught them. But it's just like you learned, you stayed, or you held the long, the wrong lesson. Like let that hurt go and learn and keep moving. You understand the hurt is part of the process. You got to go through the fire to go from a coal to a diamond. Mm-hmm. And and you know, speaking about the healing. The getting, uh, my apologies, I I am too used to saying get past it, but that's something that I was raised with. Okay, so being an adult, I was raised at a time in America inside the black community where black boys were constantly told, get past it, don't linger. Okay, so what? You got hurt. Okay, so what? You broke your arm. Okay, so what? And I am now at a place where I am aware that that is not the proper terminology to give to my fellow brothers and sisters that have my skin, especially when they go through a hardship. It's not good to say, get past it, just get past it. So, you know, one of the things that we also have to be very much aware of if we're talking about healing and healing trauma is about the mental health of, of being just our basic mental health as an adult. I mean, we touched on it a little bit with talking about insurance or whatnot, but I think, and, and I know you're going to agree with this keeks and you may want to expound, expound upon it, but I know one of the parts about being an adult is that we may need to invest as we do in life insurance inside of our mental health by having a therapist on a retainer. What do you think? I definitely agree. I definitely, definitely agree. I wish it, I I wish it, what the heck? (laughs) Webster is your name. Wow. I wish therapy wasn't as expensive as it can be, but I I definitely agree because I feel that 
it's something that can help us, especially in transitioning from being a child to adulthood. But mental health, I feel taking care of your mental health in general is very important. But being in an adult, and being an adult child of the Lord, listen, your mental health is really what gets you through the days sometimes. And if you're not in a good place mentally, like it can be, it can really be some rough days. But I don't want to say that to sound discouraging to anyone. I just want to say that to encourage everyone to make sure that you take care of yourself mentally. Make sure you take those breaks, even from social media. I feel like sometimes when when it comes to social media, you know, it can be easy to get caught up in that whole comparing your life to other people's life or your progressions to what you think is another person's progressions. And when it comes to trying to do that kind of stuff, none of that is accurate at all. But taking those necessary breaks when it comes to social media, when it comes to work, I'm a advocate of calling off from work. Damn it. If you need a mental health <laughs> day, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Take a sick day, even if you're not sick, you know. Just take a, yeah, take a day for yourself. I'm an advocate for that. Vacation. Um, I feel that that's something that I have to do more often. I don't vacation enough. And vacation is your treat to yourself. That's your time to yourself, to reward yourself, to go wherever you want to go to do whatever you want to do. Treat yourself. You know, yes, treat ourselves to cups of coffee and meals and seafood boils and all kinds of stuff. Game systems. Treat yourself to a vacation. Um, also, being honest with yourself. Um I feel like sometimes we can go through certain struggles when it comes to being an adult because of our location. Our location can speak to our job. I feel like our location can speak to where we stay, um, whether that's the city, state, town, or whatever. And I know not everyone may have the luxury to be able to move wherever they may want to move or relocate wherever they may want to relocate. But just saying that sometimes and having those types of changes those things can be mentally uplifting. You know, just having like a new something to look to look forward to. And I just wanted to end with another quote, I guess. You don't progress when you quit. Mm. 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 So in the words of Dory, keep on swimming. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. And that 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 really touched me. That really touched me as an adult moving through life with all the goals that I have, with all the activities that I participate in. One of the things that I really don't do is I don't plan big trips, you know, getting on a flight, going this place, getting on a flight, going. I tend to take my weekends because I am single. I don't have children. Um, I tend to use my weekends as recharge time and kind of treat those like vacations so that I don't spend my personal 
time off from work. I can save that up for when I really need it, as well as my sick time. But hearing you just say that, it, it literally is like, okay, maybe I will take a Monday off. Maybe I will take a Friday off, you know, and use some of that time. But at the end of the day, I really am uh, thankful that we are speaking about this particular topic this week and that we are receiving information from you guys because we, we say this often uh, as a group whenever we're presenting to our public that we are three co-producers and three co-hosts but there is a significant age gap between the, you know, between you two and myself. So for me being an adult, I'm at a different stage of adulthood than you guys are. And so I really, if you have any tidbits of information of what life is like as an adult in your mid to, you know, early to mid to late 20s, that you see is very necessary, that you think someone in their mid, excuse me, someone in their early to mid to late 40s, 50s, 60s might want to become aware of that they may not know about as an adult. And the floor is yours. I would say that, oh, I'm sorry. No, ladies first. I was just going to say there's so many ways to make money. Um, I feel like Uber Eats, any type of driving services is very popular. And some people have those as full-time jobs. So just offering that as a tidbit, just in case if someone within that age would be interested in, you know, making a little bit more money, a side hustle, you know. You can listen to your music, all that fun stuff. Talk to yourself. Hey. It's very easy to sign up for them, too. Yeah. And I would definitely say you are more than than the machine. Mm -hmm. Don't let the machine conquer you. Yes. Because it's crazy because uh, the job that I have, I'm on the phone with customers, uh, elderly, so most of the time, and they don't, and they get so frustrated with their phone, and it's just like, well, if you just if you just breathe, if you just read the instructions, follow the instructions, and don't just do what you want to do, then, <laughs> then we can move forward. Because a lot of the times, I'm not even saying anything because they're answering their own question. Or they're fussing themselves out, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, I got it." So it's just like, "How how do I assist you here?" Like, you, "Oh, I'm tired of this phone." Oh, okay, it worked now. Okay, it's processing. <laughs> All right, how in the heck does this thing go? Oh, I fixed it. It's just I just had to hit right here, and I'm tired of this. Okay, do you need this passcode? Frick, I'm done with this. This is like, it, this took two minutes, sir. But okay, if you wanted to go through those range of emotions. I might be my guest. But um yeah, just take your time, man. I think that's something that even I'm having to remind myself, like even as I'm getting older, because I see I see I see where the frustration is. It's just 
I just I just need you to do what I need you to do. I don't want to do all this extra stuff. <laughs> but when you take the time to understand what the extra stuff is, you're like, oh, okay. I needed to go this route. I feel like it's like life. Like you, I, I don't want to go through all this extra stuff. I just want to be a millionaire. It's like, no, you need to go through this extra stuff. So, so when you're a millionaire, you actually appreciate it and you understand it so you don't come back here or worse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's all I just say. You are more than the machine. The machine came from you. Let me just say that. Wow. That's great. That's great. And to my fellow uh, older adults that are in their early 40s, maybe early 50s, maybe early 60s, um, I would say don't discount the presence of them that are younger than you and have a willing heart to be taught because there's something that is going on in the world today that we may not be able to comprehend because we're still utilizing the lens of the 80s or the 90s or even the 70s, 60s. Um, and the young, the young adults, those young adults, those adults that are younger than us, they have a perspective that is free from that construct. Their perspective is from the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, the, the 2010s, and they can see something that we can't see. And they could probably assist us in a way that we can't ever assist ourselves. So, you know, this thing of adulthood, you know, it's going to keep going. As long as we keep living and as long as you are counting years above 21, um, you know what? Let's end on that note. If you could rewrite the laws of America, because at this present time, the laws of America establishes adulthood at 18, right to vote right to join the military, the right to purchase car insurance, a home, uh, to have a credit card. It also has the law of establishing adulthood when it comes to the consumption of alcohol at the age of 21. But what would you say if you were given the opportunity, Miss Keats, uh, Brother Knox List, to rewrite the law to establish it across the board. This age, you are an adult. Miss Keeks? Hmm. Ooh, um, child of the Lord. Um, <laughs> this is tough. Knox, Liz, you want to go first? Yeah, honestly, I say, I would say you can still, 21 is drinking age, but I feel like you're an adult at 25. I don't know. I feel like people really underestimate those 20 to 24 years. Like you're like you're not a teenager, but you're not really an adult. Like you, you, you're like you're, it's like how can I explain it? It's like it's like the preteen years. Yeah. It's like 10, 11, 12. It's like that. It's 10, 11, 12. That's what 20 to 25, that's what 20 to 25 is. It's like, I'm, 
I'm I'm not a toddler, but I'm not a teenager. I'm a kid. It's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not a I'm not a teenager. I'm not a I'm not a big adult. I'm just little adult. Mm. So it's like, what do what what do I do? What can I do? How am I like those birthdays of 22, 23, 24 is kind of like uh, I don't know how to feel. I don't know. It, it's it, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. That's how I feel. So and see, I was thinking 25 as well, but I was thinking like at that around that age. I mean, granted, you know, you're like you said, you're a little adult. You still want to be able to make your own decisions when it comes to certain things. Like True. you don't want your parents making certain decisions for you. So that was the only thing that had me thinking like, uh And know. and then another thing, you can't even rent a car till you're 25. Right. Without a major credit card. Right. Right. So yeah. it's just like it's 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 it's, it's, it's yeah. So what what would you say, Brother Soaps? I would say 25 as well, too, because um, and the reason why I say that and, you know, it's uh, yes, I'm the old man of the crew and I'm going to give an old man answer. 25 <laughs> is medically, scientifically proven to be the year that the human brain has reached this full developmental process. Like in your 25th year, your brain is now fully formed. So even a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old, their brain is still not fully developed. So of course there's going to be bad decisions. Of course there's going to be um, uh, irrationality. Right, irrationality, hyperactivity, you know, moving off of emotion more than anything else. You know, the, the, the the revert back to tempestuousness of a teenager. Like that's going to happen at 21. That's going to happen at 22, 24, 25. Reality sets in. Hey, you 25, you almost 30. (laughs) And, And again, it's not, it's not to say that being 30 is old. You know, I, I, me and some of my coworkers were speaking on this yes uh Thursday we were speaking on it Thursday we were m- lamenting about Biz Marquis he passed away at 57 i'm 49 that's young because i yeah. still feel young i can still you know I, i'm i'm not 21 young my body ain't 21 young but I don't feel 49 and I don't, you know, I don't, I remember it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, yes, 25. I think you can, I think you're now at a position where you can begin to get a good handle on what you can call adulthood. And I, and I feel like it's, it's, and I feel like it's not necessarily that 30 is old. I think it just, it's just like, okay, dang, I'm 25. I'm about to be 30. Do I really want to be doing what I'm doing now at 30? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you really start asking that question because during those years, the 20 to 25, you out 
at the club, seeing a 30-year-old, seeing a 40-year-old, seeing a possibly 50-year-old, kicking it at the club. How you and your homeboys, or you see the girls joining them, or you see they just look out of place, or it's just like, why are you here? It's just like, then you hit 25, like, dang, bro, do I want to be them? Or like, dang, do, do I want to do, huh? No, go ahead, finish your thought. I, I, oh. I or dang, do I just want to just still be doing this, or or is this all life has to offer? Do I want to really explore those things? Because it's just like you should start to really realize, oh, I can really start making this. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know why twenty five. At least for me, it was like, oh, I could really start making this life thing my own. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really like I'm really co creator in this thing. Like it's not just. It's not okay, okay, okay. This is not for play play. This is this is actually real. This is actually happening. So yeah, that's yeah. for me. But you don't want to rush yourself. Um, no, no. And and the only reason I'm saying that is because, you know, I, you can, at thirty, you can at thirty five, you can at forty, you can at forty five. Re what they call reinvent yourself. Try something new, especially if you've been responsible since 25. If you've been responsible as an adult since the age of 25 and you got some savings and, you know, you might have a house, you might have a mortgage, you might have, you know, uh, half of your college tuition paid off. You know, here you are at 30, 35, 40, 45. And you might have 10 years on your job or 15 years on your job. You could quite possibly do something different, like really truly strike out and do something different. The thing about trying to be an adult too early, meaning, you know, not giving yourself that opportunity to figure it out is you could be 30 and burnt out. And now you're pessimistic about life. And that pessimism can have you making wrong decisions as well. Pessimism can make you have an emotional response to certain things. Pessimism can cause you to see something in error and make a wrong choice. So, you know, I'm just saying, when I say, you know, give yourself time, don't try to grow up so fast, you know, give yourself some time. What I'm really saying is, yes, it's serious. It's important to be an adult, but you ain't got to rush it. You ain't ever got to rush being an adult. You just got to respect the fact that this is what you have to do. Any closing thoughts? Just keep swimming. <laughs> um, never stop learning. But always have fun. And this has been SFA Charlotte. You heard us. We're going to keep swimming. And we're going to have fun. So, you know. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak to you about adulthood. 
And we will see you next week. We'll holla. Peace. Peace.